0: In the words of Public Enemy's Chuck D, bring the noise. Ah, oh, it's good to be back one and all to the Thelma Production. I am Charlie Taylor and this is What's Good. So if you listened to the previous episode, you know that was kind of an introduction of what the show is going to be about. Very different to what uh, my previous iteration of What's Good was about, but still with the same flavour of me basically ranting about what I feel like ranting about. (laughs) So... Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's, let's let's start with music because I've had an interesting, I had an interesting day or wait, I had an interesting night uh, a few a week or so ago where I commented on a couple of things on Instagram where there it was just a you know generic post about music, it's one of the music pages, you know, you've seen them and. They'll make some proclamations or something like that. One of them was a clip from Joe Bunn's State of the Culture, and it was about Drake and stuff. So I commented on that, and also commented on another thing via Facebook actually, where I think it was talking about. Yes, I remember now. It was it was talking about Soldier Boy. We're talking about Soldier Boy in 2018. Let's just remember that. And he basically posted a video. Where he was basically saying like he was a pioneer. You know, all the, all the fact that, you know, people are dancing, apparently, is he started that. And something like he brought the quote-unquote pretty boy swag and other things. Basically, he was saying he's a pioneer for what the mainstream rap game is right now. And I'll start with that. So I commented basically saying that. So you're telling me that he started viral dancing? Obviously not. <laughs> he didn't start. He didn't start dancing. You know, what I mean, he didn't. He didn't invent dancing. So it was one of those. It's it's just one of these things where I can. Sit, I was just looking at it going. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what I mean. So, and people, people throughout the night were commenting on it, going, you, "You're just, you're just being a hater," which made me laugh a lot because imagine being a hater of Soldier Boy in 2018. I, I have, I have not, I don't have the energy to, to be that person. I, I Soldier Boy is doing fine wherever he is, whatever he's doing. And it's just him. Don't I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid about Soldier Boy. But people were commenting, going, telling me I'm a hater that I won't give him credit. So let's talk about it. In 2018 again, let's just saying that again. It's 2018. And we're talking about Soldier Boy. I know, crazy world, isn't it? So that time, that specific time in music was very, very. Very weird. Let's be real. It was at the time where the bling era of hip hop was not at its peak, but but plateauing. Plateauing. Let's say that because the years a couple of years before that that was a real high the bling era, but around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, end of the de- end of that decade, it was more it was more of a plateau, and pop music started to come back in more you know, Lady Gaga started then, and Katy Perry, and all that, all that lot started coming in, so, you know, pop, pop, proper bubblegum pop started coming back up in the ranks again, and Bling Era rap was plateauing, Stalinist decline, so, Soldier Boy was a, I'll give him this, he was the first person to take advantage of the internet, basically, it was that. For, it was the first person to take advantage of that, where he created a dance, and he put it on the internet, and everyone was doing it. You know, it was you know before Gangnam Style, before all of that. He he started that. That I'll give him credit for. Now, in terms of inventing a dance and then people doing it, obviously th- you can name so many dances in the nineties, the eighties, the seventies, the sixties. Even the 1930s, if you really wanted to, you know, that dancing is a viral act in itself, where if someone's going to do a very popular dance, people are going to do it at parties or clubs or whatever, or wherever they want, in the shower, in the mirror, they're all going to do it, okay? If it's good enough, it, uh, there's no criteria for a good dance, you know, it's it's just one of those things, like, it's, it's kind of like an... Uh, it's kind of like a invisible virus kind of thing hence the word viral now someone commented to me trying to be patronising saying the word viral you know and then linking it to the internet in that sense of what viral is and I'm just like alright stop with that bullshit let's stop with that <laughs> you know what I was talking about when I'm in viral dancing I'm talking about you know when people were doing the, the, the running man back in the day, you know what I mean, that's a viral, that was a viral dance, you know what I mean, what's the, what's, what's the one with the, what's the one with the knees, what's the one with the knees, where like, you get, you put your hands on your knees, and then you cross them, and yeah, that's a viral dance, okay, was that, is that pre-internet, I think so, so, let's put, let's put a bookend on that, let's set the record straight on that. Soldier Boy didn't invent viral dancing, okay? He may have done it he may have been the first one to do it in the internet age and he did all of that in the internet age. He did that <coughs> pretty pretty boy swag at that time. Yeah, he was the first person to do that in, in the internet age. And this is all this is all it is. The fact that, you know, we're in the internet age and it's forever going to be the internet age until the inevitable apocalypse. I'm half joking on that. So if you want to give him credit for that, by all means, give him credit for doing everything first in the internet era. Okay, fine, but I'm not giving him credit for—he he didn't invent anything. He just—he honestly, I want—I don't want to say got lucky, but mm, it's, it was kind—it was kind of that. Let's let's be real, because regardless of what you think about the. Uh, the the rappers today, at least they have, at least they're like you know finding a uh, a fan base to actually, you know, th- they have a solid foundation. Soldier Boy did not have that after Crank That and after what was the other one? Um oh, Kiss Me Through the Phone. Yes, oh. ringtone throwback. <laughs> After them, after that, and the and the oh, turn must on. Yeah, that was that was the other one. Yeah, after those three songs, let's be real, nobody was checking for soldier boy. So let's stop with that. So the next argument was on Instagram, and it went like this. So I commented on this, and it was basically a clip from Joe Bunn's Day of the Culture" and they were basically talking about Drake. And they did this thing where they kind of switched it up mid-conversation where they were saying Drake... Well, well Joe, Joe Bunn suggested that Drake should take a break, okay? Now, by the way, I think he should take a break. That's him neither here nor there. You could probably guess my opinion on that. Um, and then Remy Ma basically jumped on that saying the fans won't allow that because his fans are th- fickle let's be real i commented saying this i'm gonna quote it because i have it here remy called it his fan base fickle af that's fuck. they need constant contact or heaven forbid dot 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 they listen to somebody else I, if you if you know me, you know I have a problem with Drake, you know, as as an artist, I find him, well, obviously I've read, but it's more about what he proclaims to be, and I see why he makes these proclaim, uh, uh, what, I see why he makes these uh, claims, you know, he's the best alive and... He used to go, yada, 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 you know, stuff like that. And when he started saying that kind of stuff, my opinion is, if you're going to say that kind of stuff, I am going to take it seriously. I take it seriously. I know most people don't, but I do. I'm going to look at his music from the lens of a person who is claiming to be great. And so far, throughout his... 10 year plus career, I have not seen that yet, and I want to see it, I really do, but I don't think I will, I'm not holding my breath, so we were talking, I was talking about his fan base, okay, I was talking about his fan base, and talking about how how fickle they are, okay, so some girl comments to me, and you know this how, Oh yeah, you made that up. Drake has always sold, he did a billion first week, and you're just mad as fuck. Now, notice how she was talking about numbers, and I was saying nothing about numbers. I was talking about the, granted, abstract view of the opinions of his fans, where, I mean, say, say, okay... You you guys, if you guys listen to Drake, right, answer me this, when you listen to him, is it just to fill the playlist and it fits the vibe, or are you listening specifically, because, okay, are you listening to Drake albums front to back, that's my question, I highly doubt you are, I, I highly doubt you are. I think you are similar to me, where you have a regular rotation, you ha- you may have several playlists, playlists for every mood, I know people have that, similar to the baby and Baby Driver, you have a playlist for every mood, and sometimes you put Drake in there, okay, fine, that's that's cool, but I highly doubt you guys are listening to full on front to back views, front to back, more life, front to back, nothing was the same, I highly doubt that, highly doubt that. And that's basically what I'm saying. Drake is the height of pop rap, okay? And as it pertains to pop rap, and as it pertains to the music, uh, the, the listening people that listen, anyone that listens to music these days, we don't listen to albums as much as we used to. We don't listen to albums front to back as much as we used to. Right, it's a sing, it's a singles world, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a one song world, you know. You need to find that one song. Now you may like the album, but you're just gonna listen to one song most of the time. That's what I'm getting at. He is, and his fan base is the perfect example of that. Where you're going to listen to, you're gonna pick out songs. You're picking out songs here and now. I want that. I want that. I want that. You're not gonna say, right, this album is, cl- this album is clean from start to finish. I'm listening to the whole album nobody's doing that and that's what i'm saying people are fickle and it's not just drake fans it's everybody you know it's everybody but we but they were talking about drake so i said drake fans so she gets at me going and she brings up numbers i go wow straight to the jump straight jump to the money that was fast and you ask how i know think back to late last year not a peep from him and everyone was talking about he fell off fickle I if I, there were definite, I saw conversations where people were going Drake fell off just just at the start of the year, late last year, there were people that were saying that. Okay, there were people that were saying that. So she responds, "You really just made this shit up. It's comical. Who the hell thought Drake fell off? Nobody but the M words around you hating. What a loser. And why wouldn't I mention the numbers when we are talking about numbers?" Are you slow? Now, she kind of calls me slow and retarded a couple of times in this conversation. So, be wary of that. I respond, you're the only one talking numbers here. And she is the only one talking numbers here. I am not, I wasn't talking numbers. I was talking about the mindset of his fans. And basically, music, people that listen to music in these days anyway. Imagine talking fans without thinking you're talking numbers are you in special ed and another guy uh a, a, a random person comments going this whole combo was hilarious so i go so i basically go you're clearly not interested in conversation and shouting the word numbers at me insulting me so i kind of left it and then someone responded going he is right though drake audience have become more fickle than ever they're literally like a pop audience now the same way as drake has become a pop artist You'll care more than ever about numbers, clout, etc. When artistry also matters, it's a main element that Drake has truly lost since 2015-2016. Everything his, he's dropped since has been fast food music. Boom. That guy, st- straight up, hail him, because that is basically what I was talking about. And she shut up from then. So, moral of these stories... One, just just don't comment. Just, just don't. <laughs> There's no point. I I I didn't get anything out of this. Honestly, I, <laughs> I I I didn't get anything out of it. Just arguing on social media as a whole. It's not it. It's just, just not. It's not point. There's no point. And I don't even go on them really toxic stuff like Shade Room. Like that that stuff is toxic. That stuff makes me ill just looking at it. But yeah just uh, word of warning just don't comment no point, just, just keep it to yourself or put it on a podcast like I do. <laughs> so we move on to film and television and I want to talk about Netflix and kind of Amazon prime the streaming the streaming size basically guess well that's kind of where I'm getting at so I've been having this thought recently where Netflix has obviously Taken a real big push into dominating everything. They have the originals. They have the dramas. They have been winning Golden Globes. They've won Emmys. I think they've won they've won TV awards. Okay. Now they haven't won film awards yet. Yet. Amazon Prime have they did it with Amazon Studios. Manchester by the Sea won a couple won a couple last year, and that was an Amazon Studio. So they have cracked into that. Netflix hasn't, again, yet. Now, if you remember earlier this year, and also, I think last year as well, Netflix was in the film news, in the film community, because there were button heads with the Cannes Film Festival. Now, recently, moving on from that, they have been plugging a film called Roma by Alfonso Cuaron, an amazing director, and from the from how the early reviews are looking like, it's looking like an Oscar contender. Now that really interests me because I'm into that kind of thing, especially when it gets to when it, when award season comes in. You know, what I'm going to be talking about on this podcast, just so you know. So Roma's looking as if it's going to be an a multi award contender, Oscars, whatever. Okay, and it's by Netflix. It's a Netflix original film. So I was thinking just 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 trying to think into the future a bit. What if Netflix and also Amazon and if there are any others streaming sites. What if they Try to appease to the film purists that you know everything. You have to have you have to have it in a cinema because that's that's pretty much the only thing that they have. They they they, that's that's probably the only hill that they can possibly die on at this point. Like if 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 you're showing a quality film, I'm going to watch that quality film. I don't really. I'd rather watch it in a cinema personally. I would happily rather watch in a cinema. But if it's on Netflix, I'll watch it on Netflix, it's fine. it's fine by me. Maybe the quality is kind of, it, I mean, it's less, let's be real, it's less. It's so much better in a cinema, everything's better in a cinema. If you're watching on your TV, it's, it's not the same, obviously. So, I was kind of thinking, maybe in a few years down the line, five to ten years down the line, Netflix and also Amazon and whatever, if they have the money for it, will start creating their own cinemas. Think about it. They will have their own cinemas where they show their films and it technically counts as you showing it in a cinema. Now, the only problem to this is that it kind of violates monopoly rules. So, if we're talking about vertical integration here, which is basically... In business terms, that means a company can own several facets of of creating something. So, a film... St- excuse me. Back in the day, where there were the big five film studios, MGM, Columbia, Fox, RKO, and I forgot the last one. Wait, one, two, three. Yeah, the last one. <laughs> I don't know how many are named. They were able to have a monopoly on the film industry, on the Hollywood film industry anyway, where they could produce the film, distribute the film, and also show the film. They have their own MGM cinemas, they had their own distribution and production companies, they had a monopoly on, think of it as a ladder, vertical integration. So the top one is producing the film, bottom one is... and the bottom one is distributing and also showing it so the only problem for netflix and probably the reason why they can't do this at this time is because they obviously would create the films themselves and they couldn't make cinemas because of you know integration and you have to have another business there so with that said maybe thinking out loud maybe netflix amazon etc could possibly put their films in a showcase cinema or a view cinema or an audience cinema i would not be surprised if they managed to do that at some point an amc in america you know is it is definitely possible that they do that and i think they i think i think they do that anyway in small numbers Maybe just to appease the award people, and obviously it doesn't appease the film purists. The fact that you, you know they're creating a Oscar-winning film, and it's just for people to stream on their phones while taking a dump. <laughs> you know it's it's not the vibe it's not the vibe that film purists <laughs> are used to. <laughs> you know it's it's that kind of thing. So I kind of wanted to. Just talk about that. Where Netflix are, and I've recently dropped a article on how they're creating a show based on a, a reality talent show, a rap ta- rap talent show called Rhythm and Flow. And I was kind of talking about that on an article, and I'll probably put a, just a, the the link in the description as well. And. They are taking over, if we're really being real. They're taking over in terms of, you know, they're doing reality shows now. They have Queer Eye. They're trying to do weekly TV shows. They tried and failed with Michelle Wolf, and I think I think the other one was Chelsea Handler. And now they're doing it with Simon and with Patriarchs, and I really love that show, and I hope that actually withstands the test of time. They're starting to branch out, and obviously with Roma... They're starting to make Oscar-winning films, and they're starting to bite into that film, that part of the film industry. Obviously, they've had the fi- they've had the film industry, you know, buy the bulls in a way by, you know, showing their fi- showing showing films from other people on Netflix, and instead of showing it on Sky or Virgin Media, if you're in the UK, you have to watch it on Netflix instead. Moonlight, I can't watch Moonlight. Because it's on Amazon Prime, it can't be on Sky. It can't be on Netflix because it has an exclu- exclusivity rights to Amazon Prime. So if I want to watch Moonlight, I I have to either get Amazon Prime or I can watch it online illegally. I could, but but I probably won't. <laughs> so, you know, it's a ma It's it's something worth thinking about where the film industry is going. Obviously, in terms of streaming, and there, and the 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 pie, the 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 slice of pie they're beginning to get, and they're they're cutting into other people, is is legit, and it's something worth thinking about. So we move on to the next one, which is sports. Now, I said in the intro, what kind of sports I enjoy, and it's kind of evident of what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about F one, because The F1 season is finishing this weekend as I record this and the season is already over as if you watch F1 you obviously know Fernando Alonso's final race etc etc it's kind of just celebratory in Abu Dhabi. Now recently they have announced that they are in a couple of years they are going to Vietnam for a new circuit, brand new street circuit. With one of the longest straights you've ever seen. It's stupidly long. Now, with that said, I kind of think that uh, that Formula One is dying, in a sense. That's why I kind of feel when I see that news like that. Because, if you don't know, the business of F1 is owned by an American company called Liberty Media, and basically they have been trying to you know, do more effort in trying to make the sport, motorsport more entertaining. Now, I am all for that, make it entertaining, you know, more overtakes, you know, all that all that good stuff. I'm I'm down for that, all that good stuff. But I'm not a Formula One purist in any sense of the words, you know. I'm not one of those people that are like Oh, bring back the V8 engines! No, no, no! Bring back the noise! Bring back the the, the classic noise! I want that back. The hybrids suck. They sound like nothing. I'm not like that. Like I, I honestly hearing listening to the sound of F1 cars in like the 2000s now, they hurt my ears. The it really triggers me. It actually, I actually like. I have to turn it off. Or just turn it down, because it's just... It hurts my ears, honestly. Obviously, back in the day, everyone's used to that. But now, when I have the hybrid cars, and they sound actually more subdued, I kind of enjoy that, because it doesn't... it doesn't, It's not a constant ringing in my ears of... Meow! You know, I can see why people enjoy that. You know, similar to how they... Love the good old room of a classic American muscle car, you know. It's it's that kind of thing. Now, if you want to go back to the eighties, where the F one cars sounded different and they actually sounded grisly and like you know, I enjoyed that kind of sound. I enjoyed that. Bring that back. That's fine. But the two thousand ones where it's like sounds like a sounds like dogs being killed in the engine. Like it's not. It's not it. It's not it. So. <laughs> That's where I stand in terms of what I am as an F1 fan. And the reason why I say F1's dying is because of people like Liberty Media, where they're obviously doing these new circuits and not bringing back Sepang in Malaysia, or people have suggested Zandvoort in the in the Netherlands, or I think what uh, Johannesburg. Yeah, some people suggested that in South Africa, bringing those back. Imola, bringing that back. You know, some circuits are good, some circuits are not, from people what people are suggesting. But I get what they mean. because, And I kind of feel that type of way. Because I see Vietnam, and I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but I'm not a fan of it. And I kind of feel like this is where it's going. Where they're not just going to add races that have no legacy, quote-unquote. Because I feel like, you know, F1 is a very legacy sport, you know, it's a very historical sport. Where, you know, football is something that you can get into immediately. And you don't really need to know the history of it. People on Twitter will get at you for not knowing the history of it and call you a, a fake fan and all that crap. But let's be real, you can hop into football like that. That's what's, That's why football is so easy, to watch you know you can literally just go right two teams boom kick a ball boom you don't you don't need to know the history of it f1 really really indulges themselves in the fact that they have this illustrious history of the peak of motor racing for over 50 years you know that's their mo and seeing that You know, seeing that and seeing every show where they dip into history and talk to people like Jackie Stewart and Nicky Lauda and Damon Hill, you know, and seeing them speak to those people of yesteryear and then say, and then, you know, in the business side, oh, we're going to Vietnam, huh? It's kind of pulling at both strings and it's kind of irritating to look at. Where you you watch the you watch the new coverage and they have the new theme and it just sounds so Americanized the first time I heard it I was like and I saw the visuals of them of you know them right, right uh, lifting their faces and the music's like duh, 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 duh. it's like Superman's coming in I'm just like what the f what is this IndyCar? like is it's, it's the NASCARization of the of the whole coverage and some of it is fine some of it are like and it grows on you but it is kind of jarring sometimes where they are dipping like they're dipping into the history but they're also trying to look to the future and it's kind of it's kind of eerie how they they can't seamlessly jump from back to forth this only works if you watch F1 regularly and I know that I admit that if you watch F1 regularly you kind of know where I'm coming from and you kind of see why I think F1 is as a legacy sport quote unquote is dying and it's coming just more of a I don't want to say money machine but kind of a money machine and and you know it's applicable it's in some ways, it's needed because obviously, only there are only like three teams that actually can contend for a title these days. It's not it's not as competitive as it could be. Not to say this season wasn't competitive because it very, really was, and I thoroughly really enjoyed it. But obviously, in terms of having several teams, you know, there was a there's a big gap between the top three teams, Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and the rest. Big gap, huge gap. But I I figure that F1 is at a place where it's kind of, it's changing, obviously trying to get to the future, and they don't really know whether to let go of the history or not, you know, it's it's kind of, they kind of have to make a decision at some point, and I feel like they're going to, (laughs) I feel like they're going to screw it up somehow, (laughs) but anyway. So let's get to the last one, my last topic of to today, where I talk about life. And yeah, I'm going to talk about it. I want to talk about the state of Britain right now. I want to talk about the state of the country I live in right now because we're obviously at a point where it's very uncertain. That's pretty much the word uncertain in one word. Obviously, with us leaving the EU, leaves a lot of anxiety and fear and all that, and not trusting the politicians, and that's all valid. And I'm sitting here, day to day. Sometimes look at social media and stuff like that, and I see what's going on. You know, I'm seeing the news clippings, I'm reading the articles. And the only thing I can o- I I I'm kind of numb. Personally, I'm really kind of numb to it because I'm starting to see even I'm starting to see a lot of people obviously get angry about things that are happening recently, and it's all justified. I'm fine. I'm you know it's, it's fine to be angry. It's when you're contemptuous that's when that's when progress stops, if you're angry about something, you can, you know, do something about it, I'm angry about this, I want to do something about it, I want to talk about it, you know, contempt is, I'm done with, I'm done with this, and, you know, and you just don't want, and you just become ignorant, I'm kind of in the middle, I am angry about it, I'm angry about what's going on, I'm half contentious of what's going on as well, because I don't want to say I told you so, but yeah, <laughs> in my head, <laughs> in my head, it's a big, I told you so, because ask me, me this, answer me this question in terms of, you know, the B words, cause I don't like saying the word. I I just say I I just say leave in the EU In terms of all that What is the goal? What is the one goal that we're supposed to achieve here by this endeavor what is this endeavor supposed to achieve? Okay? What is answering me that question? I will answer it. The answer is so that nothing happens. That is the goal, that nothing changes, that nothing changes, that's the word, nothing changes. They're trying to make it a seamless thing. They're trying to make it a seamless endeavour where we can just leave the EU and everything's fine. And obviously, it's not fine. And we're less than six months away from the actual deadline itself. Way less than half a year. The goal of all this, and I'm not a political analyst or a political expert by any means, which is why I'm not really trying to break it down like that. I'm just breaking it down in simple terms of what I feel about it. The point of all this was supposed to be that nothing changes, but we have more autonomy, quote-unquote. Now, when people voted... Now, t- nearly two over was it two years ago, twenty sixteen, two years ago, yeah, over two years ago. My reasoning was that a we have a lot of more we have a lot more pressing matters like the NHS, for example, like homelessness, another example, like poverty, another example. Do we really have time for this? are we really that perfect na- nation where everything's fine let's take a risk to do this no we are not this is kind of it's kind of proven at this point where nhs is still hanging by a thread homelessness is rising and also poverty is rising I don't want to say... I I had a statistic in my head, but I don't want to say it for lack of being wrong. So those are just three things. Obviously, there are many more problems with the UK. That was my reasoning for all of it, just that we don't have time for this. Politicians need to focus on pressing matters at hand. And the other thing was that... It was too broad of a question. And that's obviously becoming more magnified by the day. Where there are so many things that need to be accounted for. Immigration. Trade. This, this, that, that. Everything. Customs union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So many things. And people that voted leave, they had their reasons. And I'm fine with them reasons. Well, within reason. (laughs) You know, it it comes from a place. For some of them, it comes from a (laughs) a very dark place. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. And they all had their reasons. We all have our reasons for whatever we voted for. And I'm fine with those. But the fact was that there were thousands of very specific reasons. Some people voted in terms of individual individualism. My business, my home, my whatever. You know, that's how they voted. I don't want my da-da-da to be, in, to be compromised in some sort of way. Some people thought in terms of the national lens i don't want immigrants yada 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 i don't want this yada 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 i don't want brussels too. yada 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 okay that's just two now cut that into towns counties countries in the united kingdom northern ireland wales scotland england All those specific people. They all had their specific reasons. My mum had her specific reasons. And I guarantee you... That her reasons... Didn't mix with... 50% of the other people. She may have had a base reason. But more specific... But then when you get to the nitty gritty... How are you going to cater for everybody? You can't. I kind of see this as a futile exercise, where it's a ma- it's, it's You can't please everybody. You really can't. You're already. You, you can't please the. I've. I forgot the percentage. I won't bother saying the percentage. You can't please the less than half the vote of the electorate that voted already so that's already 50 percent people not happy and now you've got another 50 percent where they have their reasons and you can't please them because the politicians had their reasons for starting all this the people had their reasons for voting on it it's a futile exercise Now I don't have the solutions, I'm not here for that, but I am here to create a conversation and to speak my mind. It's a futile exercise and it's kind of how it is. I'm done with wheel spinning, that's kind of where the contemptuous side of me comes in, where I'm not watching Question Time anymore. I'm not watching the PMQs anymore, or I'm not focusing on them as much as I used to a a few months ago during the summer. I'm not, I'm, I'm being honest, that's my contemptuous side where I'm not watching that because it's wheel spinning at this point. Now obviously in the past week or so there has actually been some solid progress, and that's fine, I take account of that. But the people's opinions and where they stand, it is wheel-spinning. We all know where these certain politicians stand. We know where Jacob Rees-Mogg stands. We know where Chukra Munna stands. We know we know where Jeremy Corbyn stands. We know where everyone stands at this point. It's been two years. If you don't know their point at this point, if you, if you don't know their point at this point, if you don't know their views at this point, then what are they doing? They're being very silent. And that's a bad thing. So, again, I don't have the answers. But I know it's a futile exercise. What do we do about that? I don't know. I'm not a politician. But anyway, that has been What's Goods. Episode 2, technically. Setting the record straight hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any, again, this is what's good with a question mark. So if you have any thoughts to what I've said today, if you have any, just any topics you feel like talking about, if you have a question for me, if you really value my opinion that much, (laughs) probably don't. If you value my opinion that much, if you'll ask me a question, if you have a point to make, please send it in. Hit me up on my personals. Chili Charlie RT on Twitter, Fifth Element UK on Twitter, Fifth Element Page on Facebook. If you have me on Facebook, f- hit me up by that. The Fifth Element 5TH element uh, P-U-B pub uh, at, at Gmail. Email be there. I'll put all this in the description if you want to hit me up. And yeah, this is all about creating a conversation. I do, I know, I do enjoy the sound of my voice. <laughs> I'm joking, I don't. But I enjoy talking and I enjoy speaking my mind and putting putting these conversations out there because obviously Formula One is dying isn't a conversation that is pressing, but the state of Britain is pressing. So regardless of where you're at and regardless of what you enjoyed today, if you feel like you want to talk about something, hit me up and... I will put it on for the next episode, hopefully. So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I am actually moving in a few <laughs> in a week or so, abruptly. So, if there isn't a another episode next week, you know the reason why. So, hopefully by the start of December, I will get back onto it and get more on it on a regular basis, on a weekly basis. So yeah that's pretty much it that's pretty much the house cleaning if you hope, hope you enjoyed the show and until next time this has been what's good I've been Jaya Taylor this has been a Fifth Element production take it easy everyone